0: Tate right circle shoots and scores a shorthanded goal for Jonathan Tane. Kubalik running shoots and scores. Dominic Kubalik on a belief line, right circle shoots and scores. Kane Carpenter and scores! Patrick Kane has a thousand NHL points.
1: It's time for another episode
2: of Black Hawks Crazy, presented by FanList. Is this the game that gets Alex to brink it back on track? Here's Kane,
0: top left circle. Shoot he scores in front of him! Tapped it and the Hawks had finally solved Pecorino in this hockey
2: game. Chris Bowden and Joe Brand break down the latest storylines surrounding your favorite Chicago hockey team. The power play goalie standing in front of the net, put the breakaway in overtime, that's one where you're going, wow. Nick
0: off, Mike Keith, to the break in a breakaway in overtime for the win on the predator line. Six,
2: Chris Bode and Joe Brand. Hi everyone, welcome to a fresh edition of a Blackhawks Crazy Podcast, presented by FanList. I'm Chris Bowden, your pre- and post-game host on WGN Radio for Blackhawks Broadcast, joined by Blackhawks reporter and weekend morning sports host, uh, Joe Brand. We told you guys we would get back to you with a fresh podcast when there was some semblance of news, and indeed there was on Monday here, the final Monday of uh, the month of April, as we continue to await and find out whether there will be hockey, but there was one gigantic move on Monday, and that was, of course, Rocky Wirtz announcing that he has released Team President John McDonough from his, uh, his role as President and CEO of the Blackhawks. Before we dive into this and uh, just look back on John's time here, not so much Speculate, but uh, also respect uh, what he accomplished during the course of his years here, almost 13 years with the Chicago Blackhawks. We'll dive a little bit more into that here over the course of the next few minutes. But first of all, Joe has a bit of business, our usual bit of business to take care of.
1: Blackhawks Crazy Podcast is sponsored by FanList. FanList is the best platform for season ticket holders to sell their tickets. Are you a Blackhawks season ticket holder who sells multiple games? Get over to fanlist.com slash Crazy, spelled F-A-N-L-Y-S-T dot com, FanList partners with multiple-ticket marketplaces and lists tickets for sales across all marketplaces all at once. Sites like StubHub, Vivid Seats, SeatGeek, GameTime, and many more. And they do all the work. Multiple marketplaces will increase your ticket exposure, causing tickets to sell faster and for higher prices. Plus, FanList is free to use. Registration and listing tickets are free when tickets sell. FanList charges the industry standard 15% of that final sale price. It's the same rate all those major marketplaces charge, and there's no hidden costs or added fees to use FanList. It's the best way for you as a season ticket holder to sell your tickets. Go to FanList.com slash BlackhawksCrazy. Receive a $20 bonus on your first sale. That's F-A-N-L-Y-S-T dot com slash Blackhawks, crazy boy, it feels good to do that.
2: that, that was, it's been a while since you've done that. <laughs> it was uh, smooth as silk as Joe comes in here with the beard. Uh, I just shaved uh, again. Intermittently a couple days ago, so I'm uh, I'm not quite as scruffy, but it's uh, it's looking good. We hope all of you are doing well through uh, again these uh, unusual times. I think that's the catchphrase we're all we're all using here, both uh, in TV commercials and everything. But most importantly, we hope everyone is staying healthy out there, doing the right things in order to uh, get things going once again as we await the return to hockey. But let me just first take you through the statement that was released by the Blackhawks on Monday afternoon, late Monday afternoon. Rocky quote is saying 15 years ago I recruited John to the Blackhawks because of his leadership, direction and vision. John brought all of that to the table and more his contributions went well beyond leading the team to three Stanley Cup championships. He rebuilt the front office and helped guide the organization toward a winning vision. As difficult as this is, we believe it was the right decision for the future of the organization. And its fans, and again, McDonough, uh, the president first, and then CEO was added to his title back in 2011, overseeing uh, the fact that the Blackhawks had won those three championships in six years between 2010 and 2015. And we here at WGN Radio just got done playing most of the rebroadcast from that 2010 uh, playoff run. And um Wirtz in the press release citing the COVID-19 crisis and the league suspension as an opportunity to reassess the team's future to set a renewed, uh, positive direction for the organization. Rocky quoted again, while we can reassure our fans there will be hockey again, no one knows what that will look like. What we do know is that it will take a new mindset to successfully transition the organization to win both on and off the ice. And, uh, then the announcement was made on an interim basis that Rocky's son Daniel, 43 years old, who is currently vice president of the Blackhawks and the alternate governor to the NHL for the franchise will see, uh, will serve as, uh, the team president on an interim basis. Uh, Rocky, or rather Danny's been an active advisor with the Blackhawks for the past decade, serves as the Blackhawks Foundation's vice chairman and is representative for the team at the United Center joint venture. One quote from Danny, which I think is very important to throw in here as well. Danny saying, quote, I cannot adequately express my family's appreciation to John for his contributions to the turnaround of the Chicago Blackhawks organization. I take this interim role with the utmost responsibility to the team and will focus on resetting the framework for the next generation of the Chicago Blackhawks. I look forward to working with Rocky to identify our next leader. There are some who are. Uh, you know, speculating, surmising that that man could eventually be Danny as well. He's been around the organization for a while. He's involved in, uh, his father's other, uh, ventures, uh, both with Breakthrough Breverage and, and Realty and whatnot. Um, has also been a part of, uh, of, uh, starting up Banner, uh, Communications, which is, uh, responsible for a lot of the content that you see on Blackhawks.com and, In the United Center during the course of games, before games, during games, and after games as well. So, Joe, uh, I think everyone here was surprised by what went down on Monday afternoon. Your initial reaction when you saw the press release come out.
1: Uh, Stunned. I I had my phone on airplane mode for about 30 minutes (laughs) and uh, went to the email and saw that. Um, You know what it reminded me a lot of was when it was announced that John McDonough was leaving the Cubs to go to the Blackhawks. A very surprising move. Um, you didn't really expect it. I, I think I was more surprised by John McDonough going from the Cubs to the Blackhawks than this. But um, you understand it a little bit more of what happened today. Obviously, it goes against what Rocky Wirtz made public about a month ago or some or so, saying that you know guys like John McDonough, Stan Bowman, and Jerry Col- Jeremy Colleton were safe moving forward with the Blackhawks organization. Before people get their pitchforks and torches, and here comes the full-on rebuild and revamping of the organization, I, I think it's fair and deserved what the words has said about McDonough and and Danny giving the utmost respect for him because he did a lot of great things when being here. We were talking about it before, and it's it's already been talked about. You know, as soon as this has all gone down, that. Okay, putting the Blackhawks back on TV is is a pretty simple move. But the fact is, he still did it. He, he still got that done. Uh, he got the Blackhawks on WGN television. That, that helps out people that didn't have Comcast Sportsnet, whether in Illinois or around the nation. He brings the Blackhawks convention into the picture, something he did with the Cubs that was huge for fans. The Winter Classic and any outdoor game moving forward. I mean, John McDonough was a huge piece of getting the Winter Classic at Wrigley Field in 2009. Another thing, I'm like 90% sure it was him, but I think it's huge, he changed Sunday night home games to 6 o'clock at night so that students or, you know, young kids weren't up all night watching Mm -hmm. the game and that they could. You know, he kind of reincorporated the Blackhawks into becoming a a family event. I think he did the um, uh, saluting the fans event where, you know, how all the players stick their sticks up and the horn goes and they salute the fans. I mean, he just did so many things, so many little marketing pieces. And I know Jay Blunk's a huge piece of that, too. But with this whole resurgence of the Blackhawks, and it it starts with William Wurtz passing away, the next move is John McDonough coming to the Chicago Blackhawks. He's a huge reason why they won three Stanley Cups. Of course, Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane are much bigger reasons, and and they obviously need to be part of the conversation, too. But he was the very next step in terms of this organization totally changing its identity.
2: Brilliant move by Rocky to get John McDonough and hire him. Uh, Jay Blunk would soon follow, I believe, about three months later after John was hired because they had worked together and and uh, done such a, a great job marketing and uh, developing appeal to a Cubs franchise that, uh, you know, uh, even though they hadn't won World Series, it was still, uh, the turnstiles kept kept on going over at Wrigley Field. And Rocky and John were brilliantly in lockstep with each other to get from, okay, you're together in October of 2007 for the first time when the hiring is announced, and then... Less than three years later, from a calendar standpoint, you're Stanley Cup champions. And the entire culture of that franchise changed. They pushed all the feel-good buttons. Uh, You mentioned a bunch of them, getting the ambassadors back on board. That was a brilliant move. And uh, I don't think the job that John has done should ever be uh, underestimated. Yes, everyone wants to make their own arguments as the biggest reasons why the Blackhawks won three Stanley Cups in six years, and now we're on 531 consecutive sellouts. Just being able to continue that appeal, as tough as it is, based on what's happened the last three years, or based on what's happened since they won their last Stanley Cup, not even winning a single playoff series, but it remains a very popular ticket, a very, uh, popular event. Every game seems like an event. And I think, uh, what John and his staff and, and just changing the culture, hiring, hiring people. Um, it was a skeleton staff when, when Rocky and John took over. And, you know, there's well over a hundred employees right now. So, um, they, they've gotten this thing to, the very highest level that a lot of other NHL franchises wanted to get to and have gotten to, but I don't think anybody's exceeded the Blackhawks in terms of how they have gone about it, how they present themselves, and the way they do things. And to be quite honest, people can speculate, all right, well, what happened? Why did this happen so suddenly? Whether, you know, Rocky's telling us through the statement that, you know, it was a chance to reassess as the um COVID-19 crisis continues to put the sport on hold. Perhaps what Rocky said a, a month or month plus ago to the Athletic was his vision at the time and now as they've tried to get a jump on the off-season not knowing whether the season will resume, maybe there has been some deeper thought into okay, which what do we have to do to turn the direction of this franchise around and he has started at least right now at the very top with with the person on the rung right below him but it should never be underestimated the all the what john has accomplished with this organization
1: just to kind of wrap that up i I don't know if it's with this whole last dance documentary being out now everyone is always looking to what was the demise of let's say a dynasty or or a great thing going on in sports and you know i Villain number one right now in Chicago sports fans' minds is Jerry Krause. And when the Joel Quinville firing happened, it was Sam Bowman. But you also have to look at what created these things. And clearly, John McDonough is a big part of it. Like you said, moving forward, you got to feel like everything is on the table. You don't know what's going to happen, but you would have to feel like everything is on the table. Uh, Rocky Wirtz was public about... Nothing changing, moving forward, and something very big changed. So, when you when you when you move the guy up top, clearly the next thing expected is the guy below him. We don't know if that's going to be the case, but odds are everything is on the table right now, and you just kind of look forward, look at look at your pieces, look at what you have, and. Uh, we, we pulled some of the audio. When jo- when Joel Quinville was fired, John McDonough was right up there at the podium, along with Rocky Wirtz, but along with Sam Bowman, and along with Jeremy Colleton. And he made it pretty much known it was a team-wide choice, a team-wide decision, an organizational wide move, and a big one at that. But he basically said, I support this decision, and I support Stan Bowman. So maybe that's why you see him being moved before you're seeing Stan Bowman and before you're seeing Jeremy Colleton, because John McDonough was the first person to talk at that press conference. So you're seeing Rocky Wirtz holding somebody accountable because I know technically, as we speak right now, the season is on hold. But if the season were to end today, the Blackhawks are not in the playoffs. That's two straight years not in the playoffs. That's three straight years without a playoff win. That's four straight years without a, a playoff series victory. That's why you make the move that Rocky Words did, apparently.
2: You referenced uh, the quote from uh, the press conference when Jeremy Carlton was brought aboard and and Joel Quenville was dismissed. Let's head back to that day a couple of November's ago and uh, hear John himself uh, in his own words. What what you were explaining there? Uh, how he explained the decision on it not being um, both Stan and. Joel to go, but deciding to side with Stan and give Jeremy that opportunity.
0: John, as tough a decision as it was to let Joel go, did you guys have to weigh whether it was going to be a coach and a GM thing, or was it, you know what I mean? Did you you have to consider both? No, I did not consider both, John. I believe in this roster. I believe in Stan. Stan is meticulous. He's very thorough. And when you break down free agents when you break down trades some work, some don't you'd like most to go your way and over time they may but his body of work is excellent I want him to succeed I want our roster to succeed this is the first head coach that Stan Bowman has hired and I'm excited about that Stan has been very high on Jeremy for a long time, and I'm anxious to see how this is going to play out.
2: That's John McDonough from that uh, day in early November, a couple of Novembers ago, uh, when uh, the decision was made to move on from Joel Quenville with the team at 500, and, um, you know, that has been an area of uh, heavy focus among, you know, uh, the fan base and and critics and, and whatnot, um, removing a Hall of Fame coach, but it was a decision that was made from The very top by John to uh, go ahead with um, that joint decision with Stan to dismiss Joe Quenville. And and you said it, Joe. Now, I believe everything is on the table, especially if you bring in someone from the outside. There is a possibility, of course, that someone could be promoted from within. But if you bring someone in from the absolute outside, then yes, everything is on the table from um, the vice president and general manager down to the pre- and post-game host on radio. I mean, everything will be on the table, and uh, uh, everyone recognizes that. But with what John has established already and uh, the type of culture he has built within that building, within those offices, that can never be taken away. But now uh rocky coming to the conclusion whether it was just something that has dawned on him over the course of the past 4 or 5 weeks since making that statement to the athletic or you know uh whether he knew at the time that was the right thing to say but as we go along further and perhaps reach an off season whether this is the off season or not that everything was going to be reassessed and he didn't want to say it at the time now the move was made and Everything will be on the table here.
1: Yeah, and you bring up a good point too. With um, you know the culture that John McDonough created, championships don't die. The banners hang up there forever. I mean, heck, look at the Cubs—they still put 1908 anytime you know it's a World Championship or anything like that. Even though that's so far back, there. are How many teams in in the majors at that time? But I I think when you develop a culture in an organization, and obviously winning comes with it, and winning helps make it seem like the right decision. But the things that the Blackhawks do as an organization, as a marketing team, I think they're going to continue doing the things that they do for a while because John McDonough has shown that it works so well. I mean, we've seen players not take interviews until they have a hat on. They create the uniform uniformity. They create the professional standpoint of the players. But the other thing I think is huge, and this is another note to McDonough, is giving the players everything that they need, giving them the resources, giving them their support, and in turn, then the players return that on the ice, and they give them their full-on effort. And you just saw such a good marriage with this team, with this young core 10 years ago, and even a little bit earlier than that, moving forward because, I mean, players love to play here. How many guys have we seen come back with Patrick Sharp and Brian Campbell just because they loved experiencing Mm -hmm. being a Chicago Blackhawk? And again, that's that's a huge note to John McDonough.
2: Yeah, and uh, and let me say both from working with the, these this group for so long, both on the TV side and and now having the opportunity to be a part of radio, uh, uh, everyone has been great to work for, great to work with. Um, and, and John liked things done a certain way, and I, I was I was removed uh, from that. He has always liked things dating back to his Cubs days. You know, he has a vision, and it's worked. And, but he he does want his people to do things a certain way, and he's very diligent in making sure that, that people are able to do that, and that is w- one of the ingredients to why he was so successful. And um, But the bottom line for him and everyone else in that organization is what he told me. Uh, we're going to play a little snippet from an interview I had with him right before the team left for Prague in late September. Uh, we ended up playing this interview on the first post-game show of the year following uh, that uh, game in Prague against the Philadelphia Flyers. And the bottom line remains making the postseason, winning Stanley Cups. And uh, you could sense he felt a little bit better about the level of urgency and the team that they had going into this season uh, during the course of this interview. But again, that's the bar that the organization set. It's fallen short, And it ended up falling short, at least to this point, once again for a third consecutive year. And you can hear that in John's voice here and in his words about uh, a level of urgency that uh, he feels was necessary. But in the end, as we stand here wondering whether a season will resume, whether it's over, uh, whether there'll be an expanded playoff, whether there's nothing at all about uh, getting back to the postseason at the very least, and in the end, in retrospect, it falls short. Here's John from right before the regular season.
0: What we need right now in our organization, we need to see progress. We need to see consistent steps forward. Making the playoffs is important. It's very critical. Uh, expectations are high here. Our fans are accustomed to seeing you know, parades every three or four years, and that's unrealistic. Let's be honest, if the world was fair you'd see a parade probably three times a century, but it's not fair. But it's a new decade now. It's a new decade. So whatever happened in the past, we have to wipe that slate clean, and it's time for a new opportunity. Again, that's
2: John uh, when I had a chance to sit down with him right before the team uh, departed for overseas to begin this past regular season where they sat uh, when play was suspended on March 11th. uh, Play was suspended on March 12th, their final game March 11th, 32-30-8. 72 total points at that point, and on the outside looking into the playoffs. And and if you even ask John today, um, after this all goes down, uh, he himself would say it hasn't been good enough. Now, everyone out there can point to the reasons why it's not good enough or who's most responsible for it not being good enough. But um, those who were wondering about, okay, if we've set this standard of excellence... No, it isn't realistic to win a Stanley Cup every year, but how close do you come? How competitive are you? And, uh, falling short here, a third consecutive season, John would be the first to admit that it's not good enough and he would hold himself, uh, personally accountable for what he is responsible for. And as the guy at the top, you know, he, he would probably say, no matter his level of disappointment or disagreement on however, how things went, uh, however things went down, uh, in in the two parties or John being separated now from the Blackhawks, uh, he holds himself to as high a standard as uh, and, and would himself admit that it hasn't been good enough here.
1: I don't lately. love that argument that he had, uh, but believe me, I, I'm in I'm in the market of celebrating everything that John McDonough did for the Blackhawks rather than dancing on the grave of his job. But to say it's not realistic to expect what the Blackhawks did in a, a six-year span, it's like, yeah, of course not. But fans don't want to hear that. Right. Fans don't want to hear excuses. They got spoiled. Like that, right? oh, no, boy. exactly, And that's, and that's 100% <laughs> true. But, I mean, heck, if, if the puck bounces a different way and the Hawks score in 2014 against the Kings in the Western Conference Final, you're talking about possibly a three-peat, probably a three-peat, and four Stanley Cups in six years instead of three. So, I mean, that's the way sports fans look at it. They, they look at... What could have we done to even be better? Rather than that
2: rearview mirror is awfully convenient. It's right there. <laughs> it it right really in front is. Of
1: you. <laughs> well, heck! Again, looking at the whole last dance situation. What if the Bulls end up beating yeah. the Pistons in 1990? But again, it's it's all hindsight. Um, but I, I do think, I just do think, Hawks fans need to realize that maybe this is what you have been calling for, for management change and front office change. But what John McDonough did for this organization is benefited the team obviously in the run of twenty ten through twenty fifteen. and it's going to benefit them moving forward even with him gone And
2: I wouldn't expect to uh, to hear from Rocky again until uh, a hire is made. and he will probably going to uh, I'm sure he will go into deeper explanation as to what transpired from his statement back in March to the athletic about things standing Pat um but if the season should resume he's decided to get a jump on it uh from a president's standpoint and if it should happen to resume uh at some point later on this summer things finish out or not or or the season is called um he is at least in the process of taking this first step of renovating things in the off season and then when it's in a president's hand but but if they do resume he still has stan and Jeremy in place so from that from that aspect the boat isn't rocked if if the season does resume all that stuff will remain in place um but however he's shopping for a, a new president and i would have to think it's it's going to be a very appealing job for a lot of people out there who realistically is out there who can be made available or is available to step into the job i'm not sure i haven't gone through the list yet i'm sure that's people are going to make their own columns and 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 uh you know uh write on their own websites as as to possibility spitball of some names that that could potentially be out there but for the here and now this is a a shocking but huge first step in kind of rattling the cage here uh on a blackhawks organization that has done amazingly well thank you but um Rocky, with this move, living up to what has been the mantra of not making the playoffs and not being good enough
1: well, heck, we the past couple of podcasts that we've done talking about Stan Bowman's future and Jeremy Colliton's future, we've brought up, okay fans, if you want that move, who are you hiring? Mm-hmm. I've even got a more difficult decision of who you're hiring before, you know to replace John McDonough. I will be a little candid, and i and I want or the the one thing that arose to me and I questioned is. I wonder if Rocky Wirtz was not a fan of the Joel Quinville firing. If, If this was a situation, let's say, John McDonough comes to him and he says, Stan Bowman wants to let go of Joel. I support his decision. This is what we're going to do. And if Rocky basically said, okay, but if this goes sour, you are going to be responsible for it. And if that were the case, maybe that's what happened in this point in time. I don't know that's just what I'm thinking because again, when you go back to that Joel Quinville firing press conference or however you want to call it the Jeremy Colleton hiring press conference, John McDonough is the first one to speak, and he made it sound very clear that this was a team front office decision, not just Stan Bowman saying, "I'm making a move because of this That's one thing i wonder
2: and and but but Rocky gave John that cartridgeage because that that was that was his job and and Rocky, for all intents and purposes, was was going to stay out. Once you hire a guy like John McDonough, you put everything in his hands, and then uh, John should be, you know, probably doing the same thing with his general manager. But then he has the call on on the general manager's fate, whereas the general manager has a closer call on the head coach's fate. But it all becomes one big discussion. And once Rocky hired John. Uh, that's the, that's the reason he hired him to take care of all that stuff and trust him and, and, uh, put him in that, uh, director's chair, if you will. So we did want to freshen things up since we did have big news, uh, on this Monday, April 27th. Uh, again, Rocky Wirtz, the, uh, chairman of the Chicago Blackhawks announcing he has released John McDonough from his duties as president and CEO of the Blackhawks after nearly 13 years and uh, one final stick tap to uh, all John did accomplish during that time here. And I am sure we will see John uh, be somewhere again, whether it's here in town. It'll be interesting to see what his his next particular move is going to be, whatever and wherever it is, uh, I'm sure success is going to follow. You can say the same thing as you did When Joe Quenville stepped away, and I think we can say, or or left this organization, I think we can safely say, wherever John heads next, unless he decides, all right, um, I'm in my upper 60s, I'm about ready to sit back, relax, and enjoy life, I'm not sure if that's in John or not. If it is, God bless him, but whatever the next move is... I'm sure uh, a, a company will be very uh, happy and fortunate to have him.
1: Watch him take over the White Sox now. <laughs> That's all I'll say.
2: <laughs> There's a couple teams out there he, <laughs> around there. He a couple has Chicago it, but, teams. Yes, a couple teams out there that uh, uh, he hasn't been a part of. The Sting
1: and <laughs> yeah, the Cubs. revived the Sting. And now
2: uh, the Blackhawks. All the best to John, uh, who's been... Uh, Very good to all of us here at WGN uh, and uh, everyone who's uh, worked uh, around him as well. We want to thank you for listening to this emergency edition of the Blackhawks Crazy podcast presented by FanList. Thanks to FanList as well. And when we have some more news, there will be another podcast. We will tweet it out and let you know about it uh i'm at uh, at bowden tweets joe is at joe underscore brand the number one joe underscore brand one it'll also be on wgnradio.com and i'm sure our producer curtis coke will also be tweeting it out as well thanks to curtis for coming in in an emergency on a monday night here again thanks for listening everybody please stay safe say stay well hopefully we'll see some hockey again you'll have a next blackhawks crazy podcast again we're not sure when but uh, when the news allows we'll be here for you thanks for listening How
0: about that? He's won it. The Hawks win the
2: Stanley Cup. Thanks for listening to the Blackhawks Crazy Podcast. Tell a friend, subscribe, and join the conversation. And follow the guys on Twitter, at Bowden Tweets, and at Joe underscore brand one.
1: That was great.